Now I don't want to oversell it, but this will change your life. My people, welcome, Stulinium Radio, Jonathan Stewart. Today is part two of buying a car. We're going to focus on getting a good interest rate and other ways to save money on your purchase. I'm going to refer to a few websites today, but you can check them out whenever you have a chance. I think you can listen to this one anywhere. So here we go, to buy a car, check this one out, it's got a Hemi. Last time I said that there are three important questions we need to answer when buying a car, and we need to keep them separate and in a logical order. Question one, which car? Question two, what price? And question three, what interest rate? I spent the entire last episode on which car and which price. If you didn't listen to that episode, I recommend you check it out before continuing with this show. But before you go, I'll warn you, that episode has a little bit of farfagnugan in it. Question 3. What interest rate? Now, as I said in a previous episode, I don't recommend borrowing money to buy vehicles. But I know that a lot of people do so I'm not going to try to stand in front of that train. I'll take the financing as a given and try to make things as good as possible from that point. How do you find the right interest rate? Well, first you want to ask the salesperson if there are any promotional rates. Sometimes the manufacturers offer 2% financing or 1% financing, or sometimes even 0% financing. That's pretty cheap money, and it can make a big difference in what you pay. If there aren't any promotional rates, then check bankrate.com for the average interest rate on an auto loan. In May 2007, the national average was around 6.8% for new cars, and the best rate I see in Abilene, Texas is a little lower at 6.05%. You need to know the going rate before you buy the car. And here's a little story that will illustrate why. Not long after I completed my doctorate, I was buying a car for my wife, and we were financing part of the purchase because her old car had died before we had saved enough money to pay for the entire new car. We had picked a car and negotiated the price. I had worked on them as best I could, and it was getting late. They sent me upstairs to do the paperwork about 7 p.m. The only people left in the whole place were me, my salesman, and the guy who has to do the paperwork. He bangs on his computer for a while and then says, Okay, Mr. Stewart, sign here, 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 and here. I said, Okay, uh, but before I do that, what kind of interest rate are we talking about here? So I run my finger down the page and find it. 12%! Brutal! I had spent all that time beating them down on the price and I was a few signatures away from giving it all back and then some right there. I said, oh, I can't pay 12%. My bank will loan the money to me for 
8%. That was the going rate at the time. I'll go talk to them in the morning, and I'll come back and see you sometime. I started heading for the door. Wait, 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 he said. Let me see what I can do. I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, by all means, please see what you can do. He bangs on the keyboard, the printer spits out more paperwork, and voila, the rate is now, uh, it's a miracle, 6.75%. All right, so those are the three questions, but wait, there's more. Last episode, I told you that we want to aim at buying the vehicle near or below the invoice price. Now, that may sound crazy. Why would a dealer ever sell me a vehicle for less than they bought it for? Buy high, sell low isn't usually a good business plan. You're right. They would never do that. They would never do that unless the invoice price wasn't the true price. And the truth is that it isn't always the true price. Nope, there is something known as a holdback. A holdback is a sort of bonus that the manufacturer pays the dealer for each vehicle they sell in a given month or quarter. So, assume a given vehicle has an MSRP of $20,000 and an invoice price of $18,000. If there is no dealer holdback, then the price we are trying to buy the vehicle for is $18,000, and it is unlikely that anyone would sell it to us for less than that. However, if this particular model has a dealer holdback of 3%, that means that the dealership is going to get back 3% of the MSRP for each unit that they sell. I've read that 3% is typical for U.S. manufacturers. It's different in different countries. Here, $20,000 times 3% equals $600, so the true cost of the vehicle to the dealer is the invoice price of $18,000 minus $600, or $17,400. Now that's our target. I've actually purchased a vehicle at a number below the listed invoice price. The salesperson acted like I was killing him but I kept sending him back to his boss to try and get a better number. He'd leave me at the table and go into his boss's office. I could see them talking behind the glass office wall. They seemed to be going through the motions, but I always imagine the conversation really sounds something, well, something like this. Hey, boss. Did you see the Mavs game last night? Double overtime. Oh, yeah. Sweet game. Sweet game. How about the call at the end with the thing and the deal? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Unbelievable. He still won't go, huh? No. 200 more? Sure, sure. He's already into us for 30 bucks worth of Diet Coke. Let's get him out of here. Hey, could you bring me another one of those donuts when you come back? Oh, hey, sorry. I'm back. Hey from my attempted dream sequence. If, if you want to know what the holdback is for a particular type of vehicle, go to Edmunds.com and search for dealer holdback. They define the term in more detail and they list the holdback percentages for every make from Acura to Volvo. 
There are some other things that you can do to save money on your vehicle that I haven't had a chance to mention yet. Television ads always talk about promotional interest rates or cash back. Well, in the next episode, I'm going to help you calculate your car payment using a financial calculator or a spreadsheet. So we'll be able to determine if we should take the 2.5% interest rate or the $2,000 cash back. What they don't have time to tell you in television commercials is that most manufacturers have other rebates and incentives that may apply to you as well. I've seen things like cash back for first-time buyers and recent college graduates and even regional rebates. These are typically funded by the manufacturer, so your salesperson is more than happy to look them up. It isn't coming out of their commission, so it's a win-win situation. If they find more incentives for you, your price is lower, and they are more likely to get the sale. So before they send you into the skunk works to do your paperwork, ask your salesperson if there are any other rebates or incentives that you might qualify for. I like to wait until the deal is basically done to ask about this. That way the salesperson is less likely to try to transfer the rebate into their pocket by charging me more on the price of the vehicle. Last thing. When you are signing the paperwork, they will often pressure you to buy expensive add-ons and extended warranties. I'll let you make your own decision on extended warranties, but my pat answer for everything they offer me during the paperwork phase is to smile and say, No thank you, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. Hey, that's what I have time for right now, so I'm going to call it. I hope this helps you devise a negotiation plan the next time you are in the market for a vehicle. There's an ancient proverb that says, He who fails to plan, plans to fail. Isn't that right, Sly? Absolutely. Very nice. Hey, tune in next time for the exciting conclusion of this car buying trilogy. Bring your financial calculator and we'll calculate some car payments. It's going to be outstanding. Thanks for tuning in today. If you have any questions, requests, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to me, studlinium at gmail.com. And check out my website, studlinium.com. Until next time, Jonathan Stewart, Studlinium Radio.